Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. My dad was a terrible husband to my mom, but an amazing father to me and my uh, brother. And when my parents eventually divorced, my mom sat me down and made sure that I understood that there was a big difference between who my father was and who he was as my dad. And I always appreciate her maturity in the way she handled that situation um, because in many ways I think it's one of the reasons I don't have daddy issues as a grown woman. And ironically, because of who my father was, um, he set the bar very, very high for me in, in relationships with men and not just romantic relationships but just my relationships with men in general and my mom always made sure that she reminds me that I need to love him she always reminds me to call him on his birthday and like I say I'll, I'll always really appreciate her maturity in handling the situation despite my father having been such a terrible husband to her hmm. Wow! and I think that takes a lot hey hey so mature. Yo, that takes so much. So, um, we've got Utsepo Muchapilo, uh, director at Muchapilo, uh, Muchapilo Attorneys on the line. Uh, good morning, Tepo. Welcome to the show. Good morning, all listeners out there. Uh, I, I feel like we always run to you when there's problems in the, in the home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. I like it. I like problems. <laughs> um, legally, can a parent stop a child from seeing the other parent? You know, for instance... Uh, if there's abuse involved, and is toxicity ever a good enough reason? Because I heard that coming through a lot. He was toxic. If mm. someone is toxic, is that a good enough reason mm. to keep the father away from the child? Well, the long, the long, the short answer rather is actually yes, but um, you can't do it unilaterally. So you can't decide on your own that this is what I'm going to do, and, and that's going to be the end of the story. You actually have to do a court application um, where you basically submit yourself, your partner, and the child to what we call an investigation that is done by the Family Advocate's Office. The um, reality of it is that you will have a social worker that comes into your home, that comes, um, so we would be living apart, right? The social worker will come into my home, it will go into my partner's home, they'll interview both me and my partner on two instances. One, where they set up an appointment with the both of us, and two, a random visit, just so that they can round up the report. They'll also get the child involved. If the child is um, of age where they can actually speak and give their opinion as to what they think or what their relationship with them, with mom or dad is. After that process, then um, they would then the social worker would then write a report, which they submit to the family advocate's office, and it's then the family advocate's office that makes a determination to the court to say, based on the interview that was done by this social worker, this is the report. Therefore, we are of the view that this is what must happen with the child. But again, that has to be initiated either by the one parent that is refusing access of the child to the other or the parent that is being refused access. So both um, parents actually do have that right to approach the courts for them to make that determination. Yeah. Are you entitled to um, seeing the child in that visitation 
whether you are involved in the child's life financially, whether you're supporting the child in any way, are you entitled to being part of their lives? Well, the entitlement, it's different because one, if you are a biological parent, there is an automatic right for you to have that. But outside of that, if you do not have, um, or or rather if you are not that biological parent or you have never um, been a guardian or something to the child, you actually have to apply. So this also applies to maybe grandparents that want to have access to their grandchildren. They actually need to make that application to court where they're saying that it is in the best interest of this minor child that they maintain a relationship with grandma and grandpa for these and these reasons. And everything, um, or, or all the court applications and all the court actions have to be in the best interest of the child. Because according to the South African law, it is mm-hmm. paramount in all issues or in all matters which are and I involved. Before we rush to news, we've literally got a couple of seconds. There's always this notion that the law is always on the woman's side. As a lawyer, is that true? That is not true. That is definitely not true. Um, The rights afforded to the biological mother and father are now the same. And if there's an issue of access, all you have to do is approach the courts. Because if you have sufficient evidence to show why you should be given access to the child and why you are being deprived of access to the child. The courts will always find in your favor should it be in the best interest of the child to maintain that relationship with the father, with the, which is what the courts actually recognize. Thank you so much, Seppo. Uh, I know we'll Thank speak to you, you again, right? <laughs> Yes, we were. <laughs> uh, that's Tepo Muchapilo from uh, Muchapilo Attorneys. Yeah. Interesting perspective on grandparents coming to fight for visitation rights and being able to have access to the grandparents. The takeoff, live and exclusive to Radio 2000, 97.2 to 100 FM nationwide.